Welcome to episode 34 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We're glad you're joining us today. If you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button. You might want to hit that notification bell as well so you can get notified when we post new episodes. We come to you live on Wednesdays at noon, but you can watch it anytime after it's posted on your favorite uh, podcast platforms. This week on the podcast, I'm going to do a little summary of a message series that we just finished up here at Lakeshore called I Resolve. Uh, this has been a series about resolving to follow Jesus and what it looks like to live that out. Uh, just in review, uh, we looked at several different things. It looks like having the right attitude, the same attitude that Christ had, the mind of a servant. Uh, you'd be willing to attend the assemblies of the church consistently if you're following Jesus. You'll be willing to study God's word faithfully and serve willingly in the work of the kingdom, to support cheerfully the work of the kingdom. That means have the right attitude about that, too, and be generous with what you're doing. To connect purposely means to use your gifts and abilities that God has gifted you with to make the body of Christ stronger. Uh, You all have something to contribute. We all do uh, that can help with the body of Christ and the work of the kingdom. And we talked about sharing boldly of the faith that we have in Christ, being willing to speak up for Jesus in a good and kind and loving way, but still being willing to speak up when we have that opportunity. And we finished up this past week by talking about uh, the resolve to disciple intentionally. I, I believe that this is where the church has probably dropped the ball the most as uh, a church that fulfills what God wants his church to be like, what, what he wants Jesus' followers to be doing with their lives. It sounds a little intimidating for for us all to think about how God wants us to disciple someone else. But it's really not as complicated as we try to make it. It's, it's really simple, but still hard to do sometimes. The idea is we all have circles of influence, people that we are around on a regular basis, or people that come into our lives that, that God, uh, sometimes Sue Ann and I call these, my wife Sue Ann and I call these divine appointments, where God orchestrates something where we coincidentally run into somebody or meet someone or they meet us and they ask questions or they're curious about our lives. And we have that opportunity to strike up a conversation and maybe begin this ongoing relationship where we just get to know them. They get to know us. We can be friends. And then as we develop as friends, it gives us the opportunity to speak up for our faith, to share the fact that maybe we go to church and what church we go to, Uh, Maybe share a little bit about how we're facing challenges, but God helps us with that. And if they share challenges, they're going through offering to maybe pray for that person. Just keep developing that relationship. That's the process of discipleship. It's not a forced thing. It's just a normal way of life of being friends with someone. And so we need to have our eyes and our ears open to those opportunities all the time. Uh, This past Sunday, I talked about how If you're open to it and praying for it, we get these promptings from the Holy Spirit. Maybe you feel that nudge to talk to someone that you haven't been talking to or interact with someone that that maybe has made that effort and you haven't responded yet, but now you have the opportunity to realize maybe that's God prompting you to talk to that person. Don't ignore that prompting. It's always something that if, it, if God's behind it, there, there is a reason, there is a purpose behind that nudging that maybe 
it's not through you that they come to know and follow Jesus, but maybe you get to plant some seeds. You get to, to water some seeds that somebody else has planted. You get to help them take that next step in that process of them coming to know and follow Jesus. And sometimes it's so amazing when God does use you to be that person that helps them get to that step of deciding to make Jesus the Lord of their lives. And you can lead them in that decision to, to profess Jesus as Savior. You can uh, participate in their next steps of being baptized into Christ and those things. And here at Lakeshore, we love celebrating when friends baptize their friends that they've helped lead to Jesus. It's a, it's a wonderful celebration to know God has used you to be part of that. But it's also wonderful to celebrate when they tell you, you know, you've been influential in their lives and they made a decision. Maybe they live somewhere else now or they, they've connected with a church somewhere else and they went ahead with that next step and they've come to know and follow Jesus there. But you played a part in that along the way because you listened to the nudging of the Holy Spirit in your life. So uh, I just want to remind us all, God's got this plan and this purpose and he's orchestrating those coincidental connections uh, that aren't really coincidental at all, so that we can have that opportunity to be the influence that he wants us to be. Well, starting this next week, I'm so excited. We're going to begin a brand new series. Uh, we're getting close to our celebration of Easter, the resurrection. And I've got a new series I'm starting called Easter on Location. The idea behind this series is we're going to uh, visit Jesus in that last week of his life with the different places he went, people that he connected with, things that he did or that people did to him in that last week of his life here on earth before going to the cross. And we'll look at the cross itself. And of course, it's all leading to the greatest celebration of all, which is the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's where sin and death are conquered once and for all through the sacrifice that he makes there. We're going to start out this first week with uh, visiting the upper room with Jesus. That's the room where Jesus had come to Jerusalem in that last week before the crucifixion. And there he's teaching and he's leading. And he, it's the time of the Passover. And he sends his disciples to this place. He says, go here and tell them to get the room ready. I want to have this meal with you, this last supper with you. Now, he didn't call it the last supper at the time. That's the name we've given it because it's the last time he meets with all of his disciples around this Passover meal with them. And he desired to have the Passover with them. Now, the Passover, uh, this is why knowledge of the Old Testament is such a, a critical thing to understanding the New Testament. The Passover meal was a special celebration and remembrance that God had given to the Jewish people to remember that time when they were slaves in Egypt, and God had sent the plagues to convince Pharaoh to release them from their slavery. And that final plague is what uh, we now memorialize in the Passover. It would be the death of the firstborn. But God wanted his people to be protected from that plague. So he gave them something to do. He said, I want you to take a lamb that's without blemish and offer that lamb as a sacrifice to God. And then take the blood of that lamb and put it over the doorpost of your home. The entryway into your house would be covered by that blood. And when the angel came through that would bring death to the firstborn, he would literally pass over those homes and not bring death to the ones that were covered by the blood. What beautiful, beautiful symbolism for what Jesus came to do. He came to be our Passover lamb, and it's by being covered with his blood that we are able to have victory over sin and death. 
And so Jesus, when he's having this meal with his disciples, they had gone ahead, they made everything ready. So everything that would normally be at the Passover meal was there on the table. And they were going through the steps of the ceremony of the memorial service of the Passover. And that was something that was part of the old covenant, the covenant God had made with the nation of Israel. And in the middle of that covenant celebration, of that remembrance of what God did in the Passover, Jesus institutes a brand new meaning and purpose and meal that was much more simple than the elaborate Passover feast. It really involved two main things. Let's look at Matthew's account of it in Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 26. It says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. See, that wasn't part of the Passover meal. This is something totally different. Jesus is instituting a brand new memorial. Then verse 27, it says, He took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The disciples, I am certain, were very confused by what Jesus did. This was not the normal Passover meal. This was a brand new thing that Jesus is beginning with them right there that night. And this symbolism was interesting, and they didn't have a way they could fully grasp it. The bread would be unleavened bread, and it's not bread that would just tear evenly. When you, when you take that bread and, and try to share it and pass it out, you would literally break off pieces of this flat bread that was unleavened. It hadn't risen. It wasn't soft. It was more of a thick, crusty kind of bread, and it would just break apart when you were sharing it with others from the main loaf. So here Jesus breaks off some bread and he says, I want all of you to eat some of this bread. This bread is my body. Now, they had not yet seen the cross, the sacrificial death. This is just before any of that happens. But in preparation for what's about to happen, he goes ahead and establishes this visual, this memorial that would have this visual connection with the bread when they saw Jesus' body being nailed to that cross and they saw him hanging there, then the visual connection would be made. And from that time on, every time that we have this memorial, this meal, this bread is broken, the idea is for us to remember that body that he gave for us on that cross. And when he took that cup, it would be one of the cups that they drank during the Passover meal. Another account tells us it was the third cup. After the third cup, he said, this cup... This is uh, representing my blood, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Now, that's, uh, again, symbolic in a way that they don't understand yet. Jesus is right there. His blood hasn't been spilled yet. But it wasn't going to be long. Just that very night, Jesus was going to be handed over to his enemies, taken through that mockery of a trial. He's going to be beaten and crucified. His body was going to be beaten, broken apart by the flogging that he had and the nails being driven into his body. And his blood was going to pour out and be shed for forgiveness of sins. He was going to become that lamb, that sacrificial lamb that gives us victory over death. 
The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is that eternal life. It's a free gift from him. It's free for us. But Jesus was giving us this meal to remind us it was paid for by him, by his body, his sacrifice. Every Sunday at Lakeshore, at all of our services, at all of our campuses, we have a time where we offer this meal. You're all invited if you share in one of our services in person, you're all invited to join with us in taking that meal of remembrance. Jesus said, do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. If you join us online, I would encourage you to go ahead and have the elements there at your house. And you could have the, the, the bread and the juice there at home. And when we take it there in the service and you're joining us online, you could participate with us right there with those elements in your home to remember Jesus the specific way that he asked for us to remember him. The Easter season is so much fun. It's a beautiful time of year. The spring and new life is coming and all of those things that, that uh, we celebrate with Easter are really beautiful things. But the most beautiful thing of all is remembering Jesus as he asked us to remember him. The reason that memorial goes on and on and on is because Jesus, when he went into that grave, didn't stay, he didn't stay there. He, he conquered sin. He conquered death. That's why this is a memorial worth having. It was that sacrifice. It was the giving of his body and blood that gave the victory that we can all celebrate at Easter. So I would encourage you, uh, go back. If you missed any of the last series, you can go back and catch those on our YouTube channel. Uh, and then if you're in the area, join us this coming Sunday at any of our services. We'd love for you to do that. At our Antioch campus, we have a 9 o'clock service and an 11 o'clock service. At our Smyrna campus, the service is at 10 o'clock. We also live stream our services at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. So if for some reason you can't be here in person, I encourage you, connect online. Uh, when we're live online, if you join us live at 9 o'clock, we have our chat box open like we do here for the podcast. You can always ask questions or make comments. We have people that monitor those chat boxes, and they'll be glad to respond to you. And if you need us to help lead you or guide you in any next steps you want to take, or if you just need us to pray for special needs that you have, you can always put that right there in the chat box, and we'll be happy to do that with you and for you. Well, before we go today, I also want to remind you of some other exciting things we've got going on here at Lakeshore that we want to invite you to be a part of. We love to bless our community, and we partner regularly with the American Red Cross to host blood drives. And we've got one coming up on Thursday, on Tuesday, March the 7th, um, it's going to be from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock that day where you can come and donate blood. You can schedule times in advance. Uh, you can do that by going directly to the Red Cross, but you can also do it from our website at lakeshorechristian.com. Click on that blood drive graphic, and then you can schedule the time that you want to come and donate blood. Uh, it's a great way to bless another individual or family. Uh, it can save a life, literally, when you donate blood like that. So we thank you if you're physically able to donate for going ahead and signing up to do that. We also have some other great things coming up. We have a men's conference that's coming up out at White Mills Christian Camp. That's a camp that we partner with up in White Mills, Kentucky. And uh, we have a group, I'm sure, that will be going from our Lakeshore campuses up for this conference. We would encourage you to check it out. Again, on our website, you can click on that uh, men's conference graphic. It says no retreat. That's the theme for the men's conference. You can click on that uh, also, it's on our kiosk at our campuses. If you're uh, in, in person at our campuses, you can go to that graphic on those kiosks 
You could click on that to register, but if you just want to get more information first, uh, click on that graphic. It takes you to the page where you can connect and get more information there. But I would encourage you to consider signing up and attending that men's conference, guys. It's going to be a really good time together out at White Mills Christian Camp. We, speaking of, of White Mills Camp, uh, we have a, a week every summer where we have elementary week at the White Mills Christian Camp where we have staff that's there, and our elementary age school children can go to that camp that week. But they have weeks of camp all summer long for all the different ages. And we help provide the camp with cereal to feed the kids that week, all those weeks. And we started a cereal drive again this year. Uh, we're collecting uh, large containers. We like the, the big bags or big boxes of cereal that we collect to send out to the camp. We'll be collecting through April the 23rd. That Sunday, a representative from the camp will be at both of our campuses, and they'll share more information about the weeks of camp this summer, but they'll also pick up those cereal donations and take them back to the camp. We want to have so much cereal that they don't have to buy any more. They've got enough to supply the, the weeks of camp for the whole summer. So just plan to bring those donations to either campus by Sunday, April the 23rd. We also love uh, being able to help with our youth, uh, middle school, and high schoolers going to conferences in the summer. We partner with CIY conferences. They have the uh, middle school, junior high uh, conference called MIX. It's June the 19th through the 23rd. And then the senior high has a conference called MOVE. It's July the 10th through the 15th. Uh, you can get more information on those conferences, again, by going to our website, clicking on that graphic, or at the kiosk at our campuses. You can click on that graphic, get more information, and register uh, your young people for those conferences. Uh, we love partnering with CIY. They do an excellent job with these conferences, and our young people always come back inspired and invigorated in their decision to follow Jesus and live out their lives for him. So uh, I encourage you, parents, take a look at that and uh, see if you can get your, your kids registered for that as soon as possible. Of course, we'd love for you to continue to uh, join us for our podcast. So make sure, again, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, hit that notification bell, and you can catch us live or catch us later on. And we hope that you'll join us this Sunday here at Lakeshore Christian Church as we continue to connect, grow, and serve together.